Jeremiah, we'll take our Bible reading from the book of Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 14. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 14. The word of God reads, it says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. It says, Save me, and what? I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Amen. It says, For you are my praise. Jeremiah is speaking here. He says, Lord, heal me, and I will be healed. If you heal me, Lord, I will be healed. If you save me, Lord, I will be saved. Because what? You are my praise. So we're looking at the latter part, Jeremiah 17, verse 14, that you are my praise. Many people seek the Lord for healing and don't get healed. Am I right? Yes or no? Many sing the Lord, pray, Lord, save me from this situation or from that calamity. And somehow it seems as if help is not coming. Amen. But the question is, why are all those things not happening? Because here, Jeremiah understood that God is his praise. Amen. He understood that what? God is, the, is his praise. That was the key word about it. And when we look at it, many of the reasons why that doesn't happen is because usually, if you look at man, ourselves, or if we're to look deep within us, it is all about, it's about us. God, do this for me. I need healing, Lord. We're not looking at I need healing so that your name be praised. I need healing because I want the comfort. I want to feel good. Even I'm trying to say, I want to feel safe. But Jeremiah understood that, no, I, I need the healing because it's not about me. It's because your name, God, should be praised. It's about you receiving the praise, you receiving the glory. The Hebrew boys in the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Mishra, and Abednego, when they were going to be thrown into the dungeon, I mean, not in the dungeon, into the fiery furnace, when the king asked them to bow down to worship a particular idol, they refused. And the king was pained to want to throw them into the fiery furnace. And they said, King, you know, it's not about us. Our God can save us. If it doesn't, so be it. It's not about me, it's about my father. That's what the, king, the, 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 the three of them said, because they got to understand. So, usually healing will take place, saving will take place when we understand that it is about God receiving the praise, God receiving the glory. Amen. And that's when inner healing, whatever healing or whatever situation, circumstances we want to be changed. Not that God cannot just in his own evolution just try to just do it. He can. But he doesn't always do it. We don't always see those instances. Amen. And we can't, we can't, it's like playing the lottery. Everybody plays the lottery. Millions play the lottery. Maybe only one person wins the prize. And that one person that wins the prize, maybe one winner in a month or one winner in two months. Are you what I'm trying to say? So what makes you feel you are going to be <laughs> that one person? What are the chances? Are you what I'm trying to say? So we don't take chance. Amen. We do what we need to do. If you look at uh, like Apostle Paul said something. He said in the book of um, Galatians chapter 2 and in verse 20, in the book of Galatians 2.20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. He says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God who loved me, who loved me and gave himself for me, that the life I now live, it's no longer I who is living, but it is Christ Jesus now living through me. 
So when you see me, you are not seeing me. What you're seeing is a reflection of who? Jesus Christ, because I'm his ambassador. Amen. And I believe that when we do so, we're going to walk. And I look at myself, it's like, I'm going to walk. This work I'm doing is not about me. It's about Christ being glorified. I'm doing my academic. It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ being glorified. It's not about the first class. It's not about the day. It's about God receiving the praise. Amen. I believe there's an empowerment that comes. When I come sometimes and I, pre- and I, I know when I prepare for the service or when it is God that I even trying to say I know when I believe that, God, it is all about you. It frightens me. It, it puts me in a place whenever I'm teaching or so, like, God, I don't want to fail you. And I come here like I'm preaching before heaven, not before man. I even am trying to say, in those instances, I feel and I sense the presence and the flow of his grace. It's something that you don't see, but it's something that you feel, that you sense. But when I've prepared in, my, prepared in my strength, or God has given revelation, and I say, yes, this is it, and in my strength I come, I know, I don't feel the presence. I even am trying to say, because it's the presence that makes the difference. It's more or less the letter. Are you following what I'm trying to say? So, that is more reason why I try, by the grace of God, not to receive praises from men. You know, sometimes people will say, that it was a powerful message. Oh, no, no, no. It's not about being powerful message. Don't get carried away. Or you did fantastic. Uh, the, 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 you, know, you go to in, the, in the place of work. They said, wow, what you, that, that message you gave or that thing that you did or that speech that you did or that project that you did. Ah, you were so fantastic. You should look at it. Yes, oh, fantastic. Thank God. I even trying to say, no, it's not you are fantastic. God was fantastic. I have a friend. Whenever things happen to him in a place of work, the first thing he always says naturally is, ah, this was just God that did it. And he brings God into it. He never looks at it from himself. He's an IT guy. And in the place of work, everybody knows, knows him about the Jesus man. I even am trying to say, oh, I don't know those things. I don't know those things. But I was just at home. I was asking God. People are trying to resolve this thing. And sometimes, God does drop it in my heart. I don't know. And I presented it, and this is, the question was resolved. He just tells them, wow, I'm interested. How did you, how did God speak to you? How did he drop in your heart? You see, he has shifted from the talent that he, that, I mean, from him, people, uh, I mean, giving him that praise. But he's made it to God. And every time, and when I speak to him, he's in the UK now, most times, sometimes he knows that, I mean, the kind of money he earns, but he knows that the people there, he even tells me, that they're more qualified than him. But they look to him. He says they are more qualified than him. But they all look to him. I even am trying to say, because it is God. They are seen in him. He has removed himself from the equation. Then it is God. So, we, because the, the psalm is, uh, the, 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 Jeremiah says, for, because you are my praise. When we understand that we want God to be the praise, then it's easier than it, for grace to flow. And that is what we want, to experience that, over, that, that, 
that effortless grace so that somehow it's easier to succeed in everything that we are doing. Amen. That's why the Bible is Matthew 6, 33, that a lot of people quote, we've heard so many messages about that. It says, seek ye the kingdom of heaven first, and, and bride is righteousness. It says everything we've had, all these things that we so desire, we added to us. Because when we seek his kingdom, we know it's about his praise. We will not be interested in those things. Those things naturally will come. That's why the Bible encourages us that, you know, do not overwork to be rich. Do you understand? Because at the end of the day, money has wings. So now I look at my elders or people in the ministry far ahead of me. That somehow I look at them that I look at stories that where their forefathers have labored so hard, labored and labored and labored and labored, and amassed so much wealth, and they die. And the children just come, just rubbish all the labor of the forefathers. And I'm wondering that if these men knew <laughs> that this is what would have happened, would they have? <laughs> Do you understand where I'm coming from? Worked so hard, sweat, you know, and all that, did all the things. They, no, they, would, they would probably would have, would have spent their efforts in something else and enjoyed themselves. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's the honest truth. So you don't know. A lady asked her husband once, he said, if, if, if she dies, will you, miss, will, you miss, will you remarry? The husband didn't ask. I looked. I said, ah. I said, obviously the man will remarry. Life carries on. But, but that's the truth. I mean, not all cases. I hear what I'm trying to say, but in some cases. So, because we need to understand this about the praise of God. Joseph, for example, that we talked or mentioned earlier on as well. We can look at the, the, the likes of Joseph in, in, in the book of Genesis chapter 50. And you know, from verse 15 to 21, the book of Genesis chapter 50, verse 15 to 20, from verse 15 to 21. I'll quickly read so that uh, we, we get the gist of the story. The Bible says, when Joseph's brother saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for the evil which we did to him. Verse 16. So they sent messengers to Joseph, saying, Before your father died, he commanded, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and the sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of, the God, of God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am, for am I in the place of God. Look at Joseph's word. He says, These are people that his brothers that threw him in the pit, sold him to slavery because of envy. Now, being the prime minister, the second most strongest powerful man in Egypt at that time, he says, Do not be afraid, for Am I in the place of God? You see, he was bringing glory back to God. Even though he was the, of, the one that was offended. Are you I'm trying to say? He was bringing glory back to God. He says that, am I, in the place of, am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as is this this day, to save many people alive. Joseph was, was in a different realm. 
and that is the realm God wants us to continually and daily live in. That realm. Not about us, but the realm of what we just want to see is Jesus Christ being glorified. Every day in our lives, in our place of work, in our homes, as we relate to one another. All, in our, all, all, that, all, all that is bubbling in our heart is Jesus being glorified. And that is what Christ wants. That is what it means to have the heart of the mind of the Father. That's what Joseph did. And if you look at it naturally, you know, that's why I met a friend recently talking. I don't know why I meet all these friends. Talking, and he was saying that, yo, one of his best friends, um, that he tells all his plans, you know, to maybe he wants to do a new project. He, God is showing him a, a, something that he can do that's going to make a lot of money. He hasn't even done the prototype yet. He sells this and he wants to get this person involved in it so that they can make the killings and then make the money out of it. And the next thing, he said something. He said, but this is friend and stitched him in the back. And somebody else called, called him and said, why is this guy talking evil about you? And this is the best friend you have. So the guy was saying generally, oh, you know, I have to be careful now. And I said something that it is that when the person needs help, you know, people say the wise. And I told him that, boy, it's not about you trying to defend yourself. Someone brought this to you. I said this thing will easily create perception in your heart concerning this brother. And once that perception has been created, you begin to think it is you watching your back. At the end of the day, it is God that watches all our back. We are not here to defend ourselves. God is the one here to defend us. We are here to do what the Father tells us to do. For example, the Bible says we did not love him first. In our sinful nature, he chose us. He loved us. And still daily, we sin. And we go to the Father. And the Father forgives us daily. I even trying to say the Father does not judge us. Ah, but it's the same thing. Imam uh, took the open heaven this morning. We talked about forgiveness. If your father, if you don't forgive this person, your father too will not forgive you and all that. So many a times we don't receive this even because we think the reason why it's hard to forgive because we for, we fail to see the bigger picture. The reason why God does not hold us accountable in all these things that we do because God is seeing the end. He's seen a glorious end concerning you and I. That's why it's easy to kick aside and just overlook the nonsense that we do from time to time. And that is the mind that God wants us to, to, to have by, by his grace. And if you look at the story of Moses, you know, that's the story of Moses. Uh, rather than reading Exodus and all that, we'll just look at Acts chapter 7 verse 35. That captures most of it. Acts chapter, Acts chapter 7, verse 35. It says, This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge, is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. What I mean here is, Moses was born, and the prophecy concerning Moses' life was to deliver Egypt, I mean Israel from Egypt. But as long as Moses knew that that was his destiny, he took that in his hand. With what? With the exception of, of God. So he took it in his own hand 
And as long as took in his own hand, the people rejected him. They said, who has made you a God over us? And until his flesh was stripped, a man, if you look at it, people don't really try to visualize the Bible. Sometimes we just read it and we think it's just a story. But if you look at the Bible, like a man that was born in the palace, a man that was a prince, was, he now became an exile. A man that does not walk. Imagine just Prince Harry or Prince William, you know, and all that. You know, man, then suddenly he was exiled, went to a foreign land, depending on the, the father, uh, he found favor, married somebody. He probably didn't pay dowry, you know, the dowry for the wife. <laughs> he became a shepherd. I even trying to say, someone does not walk, walking in desert, he had lost all, he had forgotten about everything. But until he was stripped, that is when God came into manifestation in his life and reminded him why, and so that he could fully depend on God, knowing. And when Moses, if you read the account of yourself, anytime he goes to Pharaoh, he says the God of the Hebrew. He didn't say my, the God of the Hebrew. The God he was praying that the God of the Hebrew has appeared to us. And say, let us go here. Be God of the evil. Don't do this. This is what our God will do. It wasn't about him anymore. It's about the Father. That is why Moses was an intercessor. That's why, you know, God changed him so much that even when God wanted to kill the children of Israel because of their misbehaving, Moses would say, ah, God, you better kill me instead. Even I'm trying to say, because now he understood that it is about the praise of the Father. It wasn't about him. Even at the, at the point when God said, I want to start a new family. I don't like these children of Israel. I will start a new Israel through you. He said, no. But you look at man, how many people will like it? Oh, God says, ah, Israel is there. But you are going to be the new Israel. Oh, really, God? Ah, I think I'll take that. But that's the nature of man. Even I'm trying to say, that's why we should search. The Bible says we should search our hearts. It says, we should search whether we are still in the faith. That's why we do a daily MOT. You know, we do a daily check in ourselves. Daily. Because our lives must change. You know, nobody, I always believe that whenever we come to church, you know, it's like your hair, ladies that make go to the salon and, you know, you do your hair stuff, you get it washed and all that. What happens is, what simply happens is when you do that, I'm sure you feel the difference that you, they've washed your hair, whatever they put inside, you feel clean, you feel, you feel nourished, you feel, you feel good about it. Imagine the way you felt. You went into all those treatments and you came out feeling the same way. Will you not question it? Will you not question it? You will question it. That's the honest truth. But that's the honest truth. You will question it. But that is how that when we come to church, when we pray, we should leave a better people. But when we don't, we need to go back. Is it that I've been praying? Is it that deep down within me? Is it about me? That's why the Father, I can't feel the Father's presence. It's like I look at myself, you, soak, you throw yourself into a perfume. When you come out, you should smell of perfume. That's how it is. But when you don't smell of that perfume, you don't sense that you come out from prayer and you are the same person, I'm sorry, you're not here because nobody can come to the presence of the Father and live the same. Moses spent a time 
in the presence of God. He came out. People saw the glory of the Father in him. He didn't even realize. People saw the glory. So when we come, we gather together. We should go back. People should see the glory. Because the reason why is that we come to the service, to the service like a car, for the week to go. That when they see us on Monday, the place of work, they see new Jibola. You know what I'm coming from? They see new Lolade. They see new Imo. They see new Imai. They see new Ife. They see new Jeru. And that's the truth. That they see all of us new. They see new Tirene at work, at school. Your teacher will say, wow, Tirene, you look different today. And you say, oh, it's because of my God. It's glory to God. That's what I'm trying to say. That's how you see. There's a sister, that's a new one. They see everybody new. You know? They see the new artists. They see the new. That is what service is all about. So when they don't see the new in us, then it's something that we, nothing to do with the Father, but it's something that it comes back to us. Amen. If they don't see the new Adefu, yes. Guess what? You should check yourself. That is why, if you look at King, there's a book of First Kings chapter 19. Just read First Kings chapter 19. Elijah is a nice story. At the mount, he prayed. Fire came down from heaven. The prophet of Baal were killed. 250 prophets. Flesh came. This was a man that could call fire from heaven. Miracles happened immediately. Then immediately, imagine killing two prophets of Baal by Baal. Then the next thing, a woman came and challenged him and said, by this time tomorrow, I'll take off your head. And the man started to run for his life. Uh, something is missing there. Come on. You just seen the power of God yesterday, today, fall from heaven, killed the prophets of Baal, all 250. The one who is the leader, one left, came, threatening you that this time tomorrow, your head is off. And suddenly, you are crying to God, take my life. It's enough. Ah. It doesn't make sense. Are you what I'm trying to say? Because at that time, I believe, this is my own personal conviction there, I believe that at that time when that thing happened, he may have thought it was him. That's why he's saying, God, take my life. It's enough. Because if you know it's not you, and it is God, you refer the matter back to the Father. That this is what the woman has said. Even I'm trying to say, take charge. Because it is not me. And if you read the account further, he said, I am the only prophet left. That's what he told God. When God, in the book of, you read on your time, 1 Kings chapter 19, he said, I am the only one left. Take my life. It's enough. And God said, you know what? Actually, I've reserved over 2,000, God gave an account, over about 2,500 prophets that have not even knelt or bowed down to the, to the prophet of Baal. So what are you talking about? You think you're the only one left? No, no, no. There are many more. That is what I'm trying to say. Because at some point, what I'm trying to say is that we are human beings. That's why the Bible expects so. That's why Apostle Paul said something. I die daily. Do you understand? Daily, I die. Because it's a thing of struggle daily. And daily, we should become better. Amen. Daily, we should become better. I struggle too. Doesn't mean that I struggled yesterday. mean I might not struggle tomorrow. But one thing I know is that as, I, as, as God helped me yesterday, when I take those areas back to God again, He's the same God that will help me in this area. That's why 
we should remember that we are flesh, that we need help. No one should think that they have it. It doesn't mean today you're on a mountaintop. Tomorrow. You know, the Christian life is like, a, it's like mountain and valley. Mountain and valley. Mountain and valley. And that's the truth. We're full of challenges. But because we're still with God, God constantly help us all in the name of Jesus. So one thing, as I begin to round up quickly, it says, an additional reason why we don't encounter God daily is sometimes, according to John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15, we don't mix the word with faith. You know, we hear the word, but we don't mix it. We talked about unforgiveness, we talked about perception. Sometimes, another thing is fatigue, and that's the honest truth, that we don't feel the presence, because when we overwork ourselves to get rich and all that, we become mentally fatigued. And when we become mentally fatigued, then we are useless to ourselves. We are useless to the Father. We are useless to even our friends because we are not yet. We are just going like a robot. Amen. So let's not. Let's, you know, it's not everything from the um, Listen, like, uh, I remember one time I was going to preach in a, in, in a different county. And I remember that it was a busy period. Worked, 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 worked. Didn't take time to rest. And I went to that program, and I, I remember I drove, this a couple of years ago, and I drove down Friday night, I thought I would rest, but I was sick. On Friday night, I went there saying that Saturday, fire is going to fall. The next day on Sunday, they would know a guy has come from Dublin, you know? You know? And that was the whole idea. So I prayed, I prayed, and did fast then, and I didn't happen. And I was tired. I said, God, you must move. Me. That was me. By the morning the time of administration, I had, a, I had something in my eye. It was popping out. Ah, where did he come from? <laughs> but I knew it wasn't the enemy. I knew it was me. <laughs> I let the flesh come in. The day, uh, the, it's like a few hours too. I just woke up, nothing. Ah, what's going on here? <laughs> it was so embarrassing to myself. I felt so embarrassed myself, you know. But I had to repent, take myself back to God. And God moved. But God moved, it was like, yes, you moved, but you, you remember this thing as, as I'm moving. <laughs> but that's the honest truth. So we, we, we all have our own flaws. But it's for us to understand and know so that we constantly take this thing to the Father. And the Father will constantly help us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Father will constantly help us. And you know, time is far gone. So I just encourage us. You know, just encourage. It's not about us. It's about His praise. You know, the, the, the people talk about the God of the Hebrews. As I ran out, people when 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 they even called Aaron and Moses by night, they they were talk. They were referring to their father, the the Lord that they served to go. They should go and worship that same God. And one thing as I ran up here is that when we boast, when we talk, you know, the Bible make us to encourage that we should never boast in ourselves. We should boast in the Lord. In Proverbs, it says, "Do not boast about tomorrow." For you do not know what a day tomorrow might bring forth. It says that it is written, Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord, according to Psalm 34, verse 2. And also, but one thing that I just quickly want to leave us with is that sometimes when we don't feel the presence of God, when we don't feel the praise of God in our lives, it's because sometimes one thing I've realized is that I've come to see recently, more often, is that many of us, we think we know it. That's the truth. And the Lord took me to the book of, to the story of Lazarus. I don't know if anybody knows the Lazarus story, the, uh, Lazarus and Abraham. Does anyone know the story? Hello? Does anyone remember the story? Lazarus and Abraham. 
You guys have forgotten the story. Lazarus and Abraham. Yes, Lazarus and Abraham. So Lazarus was the poor man. Abraham was in heaven. And Lazarus was in hell. No, sorry. Lazarus was in heaven. Abraham was being prayed to to help. And the man that was in hell cried to Abraham, to Lazarus. And he said, Father Abraham, hmm? Uh-huh. He said, Father Abraham, let Lazarus just put a drop of water in my mouth. That's to tell you how, how he, you know, imagine someone just asking for a drop of water. And why can't you have it for a cup or a gallon of water? You have a drop to cool the tongue. And Abraham said, well, you can't because when you were in heaven, when you were on earth, you, you had your own reward here on earth. This man now is in, you are, Lazarus is in heaven now, he's having his own reward. You and hell, sorry. And the guy was, I like the guy in a way, somehow. Because he was in hell. He was in torment. And he said, Father Abraham, at least send somebody from the dead also from here to go and speak to my brothers. At least he cared about his brothers. So that they can warn them. So that they can change their ways. Abraham said, ah, the prophets are there. If they won't hear the people down there, neither will they hear someone that has come from the dead. Are you what I'm trying to say? So sometimes we, we think what, what 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 the Lord was telling me there. Sometimes we think we know it. You know, we think we 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 have God figured out. And as long as we have God figured out, I'm sorry, <laughs> things are not going to really work out the way they should. I'm not going to say I'm not saying that some things might not appear to be working out, but they may not work out the way they should. Just simple things. If God says do this, don't try and figure it out. Just do. If it doesn't make sense, just obey. Perhaps later it will what? It will make sense. But it doesn't make sense. Sometimes we think that it must make sense because uh, if it doesn't, because we uh, we have a relationship with God, that God must tell us. God, like God doesn't want. He doesn't want to. All God expects us is obedience. And that's what we need to pay. That's what we need to do. So let's not act as if we know it all. We don't understand it. But as long as it's in the scripture, just do it by faith. Are you what I'm trying to say? Just do it by faith. And perhaps the many things I've done by faith and later in years time to come, I understand. I say, oh God, so this is why you said I should do it. Oh, wow. Thank God I have done it. Thank God I did it. I may not understand then, but now I understand. And it kind of encourages me to do, take more steps to do such things. Praise the Lord. With this, I'll close and just encourage us to take ourselves before God and bow our heads and, and just, you know, we know ourselves that we need help. And just ask the Lord to, to come and help you in this area. That your word says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. It says, save me and I shall be saved for you are my praise. Oh, Lord, I want you to be my praise. I, I don't want to sing praises of myself. I don't want people to see praises of me. I want people to see praises of you in me. Father, it therefore, wherever I need healing, come and heal. Lord, wherever I need to be saved, come and save me from myself. Save me from this flesh in the name of Jesus. That your praise uh, will be seen in my life in the name of Jesus. I just want the, I just want the praises of your song every day. 
Father, this week, I, I want to see your praise in my life. I want men to see your praises. Not to see me, but to see Christ in me. Oh Lord, just come and heal me. Come and save me. I need spiritual healing. I need emotional healing. I need mental healing. Uh, I need saving indeed. My, my, my home needs saving indeed. Uh, my loved ones need saving. Even this nation you know, like we are in right now, it needs saving indeed. You, you know, you, you, the European Union needs saving. But uh, we, we even cry that you will come. You heal the land. Uh, you will heal the people. Uh, that you will save this nation. Uh, that you will save us as well in the name of Jesus. Because we appreciate that in the peace of this nation we too like therein lies in our peace just come and do come and save us come and heal us father we just bless and praise your holy name thank you father for in jesus precious name we have prayed